Every play, every stat, every breakdown, on their own they're essential, but altogether they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advantage tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team and its global film library helps you find the missing pieces to get the most out of every second of film. Learn more at huddle.com slash a quick timeout. Back during COVID, I partnered with Huddle to do a couple coaches panels on various topics. And now we're back. This time we're going to talk about film breakdown and incorporating film into your practice planning with three coaches who I think you're going to really enjoy hearing from. Guys, why don't we go ahead and go around and, and give me about a minute rundown of who you are, where you've been, maybe anything that you think would be related to what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, I'm Dave Nedbalik. I am currently the director of video and player development here at Oral Roberts. This is my second stint at Oral Roberts. Prior to this, I was at Louisiana Tech last year uh, as a video coordinator. And then prior to that, I was a GA at Oral Roberts for two years. My first year was our, our Sweet 16 season. I uh, was a high school coach and AD to start my career and then went to the University of Texas at Tyler as an assistant coach for five years. And now I'm back here in Tulsa. I'm Nick Pasquale. I'm the uh, head men's basketball coach at Converse University, um, a D2 school right here in downtown Spartanburg, South Carolina. Just finished uh, my first year here last year, so starting year two. Before Converse was the head coach at Southern Wesleyan for four years, and then before that was the head coach at Tusculum for a year and played at King University and then worked there for nine years as well. So, uh Kind of covered all the uh, Division Twos here in the Southeast and the Tennessee, South Carolina area over the last uh, decade or so. But uh, looking forward to share kind of how we use Huddle Sports Co. to really share film and, and break a lot of stuff down for our players. Yeah, my name is Mark Schwitzgable. I am also going into my second year as a head coach at Walsh University on the women's side. Part of that, I spent three years as an assistant for the women at Valparaiso University. A couple years at a D2 Urbana University in Ohio as an assistant. Uh, fortunately, they no longer exist. Prior to that, I went to school at Ohio University, started as a student manager, and also spent two years as a graduate assistant down there. So done pretty much every job you can have on a staff. So a lot of video included. Yeah, we've got some good variety, uh, both sides of the, of the game as well. So I'll start with the most common question that coaches seem to ask, which is also probably the most basic question. And that's just simply, how do you all integrate film into your practices? Coach Switz Gable, can you go ahead and start with that? Yeah, I mean, kind of just on a base level, I, I use film to determine what we're going to do at practice most often, um, especially, you know, on a smaller staff where it's just myself and one assistant, sometimes a GA if we're lucky. Uh, you're not really able to see everything that goes on over the course of a practice, especially as a head coach, I have more of my hand on the offense. So... Uh, a lot of times in practice, I find myself watching more of the offense and less of the defense. Uh, so I know it's really helpful going back after practice. So we have the huddle focus camera. So everything just gets uploaded straight to it's a huddle for us. So it's really easy for me to go back and, um, you know, check out what we're doing defensively or um, whatever I happen to not be focusing on as much at practice. So that definitely helps in our, our practice planning on a day-to-day -day purpose to know what we get better at, particularly in the preseason 
and we've got a lot of stuff that we're trying to get in. Um, and then, you know, we typically take, you know, a couple minutes, hopefully no more than five or 10 at the beginning of practice to sometimes make a couple corrections or show some points. A lot of times, I know this year in particular, we have eight new players on our team, six of them are freshmen. So sometimes all throughout some terminology during practice or asking them to do something they might not understand right off the bat. I think showing them video clips just real quick at the beginning of practice has helped them kind of grasp a little bit more of what I mean when I say a particular thing. Coach Pasquale, I think you and I were talking a little bit about this in regards to the filming of practice and then the breakdown of that. How do you kind of do that on a daily basis? Yeah, so we're uh, probably like everybody else, really big into it. Uh, I think the more the more film, but the more concise it can be, the better. So obviously we we record everything with with the huddle focus camera. Uh, it goes straight to our library, uh, and then so I've got myself uh, a full time assistant and a GA. And so then we kind of take uh, breakup responsibilities amongst ourselves. So right now, I uh, I will make an offensive edit. Uh, my assistant will make a defensive edit. Uh, we try to keep those between four to five minutes, maybe max. Um, they go straight. Then we up. We, so we break those down. Um, you can do it straight through your huddle library or through sports code, either one. And then we will upload those right back into the library so guys have access to them immediately. They can be it's, – it's pretty nice. You walk in the dining hall and you see them, they all sitting at the same table with their phone out watching film on their phone, which is which is amazing and has come such a long way. But they get instant access to it. And so when we're really limited right now on our hour limitations, uh, so we're still with the, the four hours with the ball, four hours conditioning, like – that that's on their own. Like you put it in there, they can view it or not view it. And, but they have the ability to get it right away. And so uh, once we start practice here, all out here in a couple of weeks, then our GA then will probably have a rebounding edit as well. So anything that we're really trying to chart and stat, we can also back up with film. We'll grade possessions. Um, so in sports code, we'll have different code windows a, B, C, and F, like uh, grade different possessions. Uh, we'll we'll separate them some days by uh, if we're working on a certain action for an extended period of time. That's how we'll kind of clip it up. So, or we'll just do it in a good a good and bad day. So it's you know you can kind of change it based on where you are in the season, what you think you guys need. If they need to see more good, if they need to see more things that they're not doing so well, or if you just want to kind of grade it out and say you know we had. 15 A possessions and 20 F possessions. So that's not, you know, not looking real. Our GPA is not very good right now. So, but I mean, that's, that's a quick way to uh, get it to them and, and do it in a different way each time. It's not the same edit over and over and over again. Coach Ned Bellick, I know I got two head coaches doing it. You're kind of like, this is full time and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm guessing they're telling you, head coaches are telling you or coaching staffs are telling you kind of what they're looking for, or maybe they've told you what they what they want in the past and you just kind of are able to do that on your own. But how, how is that perspective different from the position that you're in? I actually, I will say, you know, with the rule changes in July, uh, Coach Freeman has been really good to me and kind of empowering me to, to have a voice. And, and I did get bumped up uh in terms of title but it it is more still you're you're serving kind of the collective vision and, and a lot of what i do is in practice as i hear coach stop things or if i hear certain comments being repeated like i'll, I'll jot those down on my practice plan and so then when i'm clipping practice 
I try my best to just get it the next morning and not do it the night of because I know I won't probably sleep very well if I watch practice before bed. Um, but what I what I try to do is as I'm watching, obviously our GAs do an unbelievable job. They'll they'll stat things for us and kind of break down possessions. But I, I just look for teaching opportunities. And so the next day as guys come in the gym, you know, we try to make it an energetic environment and have the music going. But I'll just go ahead and hook up to our TV in the gym. And, you know, as our point guard comes in, I may have two clips to show him or I might show our big man a clip of him not running to the rim or uh, if I was watching a good game the night before, I might grab a clip or two of those of, of kind of teaching points of things we've been working on with guys. And so like both these coaches have alluded to that, you know, there's a lot of research on the amount of time that you can stay in film and guys keep retaining. And so in order to kind of space that out, I might get three clips with our point guard when he comes in and, and two clips with our with our wings. Um, and so that way it kind of makes it a little bit more palatable. And then our assistants, uh, they'll clip up their areas, one offense, one defense. Uh, Coach Springman usually has uh, rebounding and effort clips, and we we like to let him go last because he kind of sets the fuse for practice with those last few clips. But it's been unbelievable. This is my first year having a focused camera. Uh, we just built a brand new facility, and it's integrated into the building. Um, and it's been an unbelievable resource to have that immediate feedback for guys um, starting as soon as practice is over you started down the path so i'll go ahead and ask it of the other two guys how much is too much is there anything other than kind of that glossy eyed look that your players give you that you use to evaluate it's been too much you know there's there's a lot of people that are infinitely smarter than me and and a lot of the research points to groups of threes and 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 kind of keeping things in those categories so so we try our best to cap ourselves at 15 minutes but per category, we try to stay in groups of three. Um, I just think you end up getting to where if you have so many priorities and so many things to focus on uh, that we're not focusing on anything. And so our staff's kind of taking the approach, especially early on, like this time of year, uh, our laundry list of, of skills that we feel like we need to improve on are, are 100 deep. And so if we show all that, our guys aren't going to remember the main things. And so we try to filter all of our film through what are our non-negotiables on both sides of the ball? And those are the things that we, we have to hit most adamantly. Now in our player development and things like that, we'll, we'll uh, use some of these clips and things to emphasize some other areas where maybe we've kind of shown a deficiency. But 15 minutes time cap and, and as best we can, three clips per category is our goal. Coach Whiskey, will you guys do anything different or anything that you like? I mean, I have a lot of rules in my head that I try to follow as best as I can. I know everyone likes to keep it as short as possible. And sometimes when you get in the thick of it, it, it gets a little bit harder to do. Um, but I know it's easier in the preseason when we're not playing an opponent. So it's more of yourself. Like today, practice today, I had maybe 10 clips. Um, last week, we were working on kind of feeding the post out of transition, which is a newer concept for us. And we were pretty bad at it. So, um, I mean, I, I pulled... 10 instances of that. And, you know, you don't need to show all 10 of the same thing. I think you try to try to pick three at most um, of the same thing. It really just hammers at home, you know, kind of gets a little repetitive and maybe they, they lose focus if you show the same thing over and over again. So um, I think once we get into the season, you know, it's harder when you're watching yourself against an opponent and you're watching the next opponent, you know, when we play Thursday, Saturday, uh, if you want to watch something that Friday, or that Saturday morning. I think those are the times where it gets 
it's hard to limit those film sessions to to under 15 minutes. But yeah, we definitely try to keep it brief. Uh, we do a lot of ours on the court, especially now. Uh, we roll the TV out to the floor or we do it quickly in the locker room. I think that kind of makes it a little bit easier sometimes when we're doing scouts. Uh, if I want to show them something I haven't, they haven't seen yet, we'll go watch it on film for 30 seconds to 60 seconds, and then we'll go guard it. So uh, just try to minimize the standing around and um, kind of lulling them to sleep in the, in the film room as much as possible. That was one of the biggest game changers for us was when we had the TV out on the court and almost used it as like a, we got water and to give them a chance to rest, watch what we wanted to watch, and then immediately go out on the court and do it. I just yep. think the transfer of doesn't matter how great the clips you had in those first 15 minutes, like they're going to forget, especially if it had to do with multiple things. A quick timeout podcast is presented by Dr. Dish Basketball. Dr. Dish machines are the most advanced shooting machines on the market. If you haven't already, join top programs like the Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Duke Blue Devils, and countless others and an upgrade to Dr. Dish Basketball. And now, save an extra $300 on select models when you mention Quick Time Out Podcast. To find out more, visit drdishbasketball.com. A big thanks to 323 Sports for supporting the show. The guys with 323 Sports are a team dealer providing uniforms, gear, equipment, and more to schools and colleges across the country. I've used them on multiple occasions, and their customer service and low prices are second to none. To find out more, visit 323sports.com, where you can reach out directly to a rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your sports program. All right, so th- that was primarily in regards to film for your players. I'm interested to hear what any of you guys do, how you use it for you yourselves or for your coaching staffs. You know, I know some coaches are like all in, watch a ton of film. Others just want some. Uh, what have you found to be helpful, Coach Pasqua? Um, I'm probably on the extreme, watch it <laughs> way too much. I mean, it's it's so it's so convenient. You got it on your phone. You got it on your computer. I mean, it's anywhere you want it. You can be looking at something. So, you know, I I try to. Uh, so right now we we do a lot. Of, most of our stuff in the morning. And so we're able to go in the morning and then get right in the office, break film down, and then you can have it to the guys before lunch. And then as you run into them throughout the day, you, you got chances to talk to them. Um, but I, we record the whole thing if we're doing five on O, if we're doing three on three, small sided games, whatever it might be. Like there, I feel like there's something to learn from from everything. And what? Uh, so last last spring we treated. Um, kind of almost last spring as uh, testing out what we wanted to do for this coming year. And so we filmed every, I think, 12, 12 workouts. And so that gave me the whole summer to go back and watch those 12 workouts. And we compiled it all into one and broke it into sections. And so it gave us a really clear picture going into this year, what we liked, what we didn't like. And if we hadn't had the camera to film it all spring and be able to, to code it and, and clip it in different ways, you know, some of the ideas that we did come up with this spring um, or this through the summer, watching our stuff back from the spring, I'm not sure we would have if we didn't have the film to go back and look at. So, I, I mean, I watching something two nights ago and it just pops a new idea, maybe, you know, and just one small tweak can make a huge difference in something. And if you're not consistently watching it throughout the day, I, I'm not sure how it stays on your mind enough to make those adjustments. Coach Ned Ballack, I'm interested to hear even how you guys use it. Um, either in your your planning together for games 
or you've touched a little bit about on the practice, but in regards to for you all just independently or independent from the players? My official title when I was brought back to ORU was the director of player development. And part of the reason that my interest was to go that route is I, I do have a, a great passion for it. And I think video is a very, very critical component to that. Um, I think being able to, like a, Doug Lamov talks about like closing the feedback loop, right? So, so we're in practice, we introduce something, they try it out, right, wrong, or the other. Uh, the camera catches all. And we're able to break that down and kind of uh, revisit some of those things. And, and one of my projects in the summer is I, I will kind of take a concept uh, or a team and I'll, I'll keep kind of a running organizer of just, I kind of call them micro skills, like the little tiny skills that we want to see emerge in our guys. And so then we'll be able to take clips of Kyrie and, and guys from the league and kind of match them to the things that maybe our players are struggling with. You know, unfortunately for our, our guys, we try to stay away from showing other college players just because it seems like the uh, acceptability factor is a little lower for them. So we try to show them pros and guys that catch their attention. But to us, it seems to help kind of conceptually if we can show them successful players at the level that they're trying to aspire to be at and, and close that feedback loop. So, so a lot of times I'm watching for those things. Um, what do we need to be? emphasizing with certain players in in certain situations and, and kind of like coach nick we we do a shot quality um for every shot that's taken in live play and so i'll to kind of nerd out on the sports code side i have output windows that will generate points per possession and points per shot and effective field goal and all that and i think the hard piece of the analytics component is you have to make it palatable for your players but we try to show guys like why is this not a good shot or why is this a great shot? How do we get to that shot more often? You're shooting a lot of these, uh, and we want to really see you get to those seven, eights, and nines on our scale. And so uh, it's kind of a holistic approach. I watch with a really wide net, especially when I'm watching practice. Uh, scouting obviously becomes a little bit different, but as far as my post-practice vision, it's it's just how do I help these guys get better and, and a lot of times I got to keep a Google Doc for them. And it's like, look, we can't address all 20 of these things tonight. Um, but what's two things tomorrow that I can put on the front of his brain that when he comes into practice, we can have better emphasis of playing off two or uh, not necessarily leaving our feet to find passes, but just kind of give him those tidbits to help him be successful there. I'll add this, just practically speaking, the software with Huddle, the ability for me to click on something, whether that's their turnovers or just like you said, their shots, the kinds of mm -hmm. shots. And for that player to be able to see, I don't have to sift through all the shots we took. I can just see that player, that game, the shots that he took, and even the breakdown of where he took them on the floor and how that's different from the other has just saved a ton of time that I feel like, especially if you have one of these smaller staffs and you don't have the people to do something like that, the ability to do that now through a program like Huddle has completely changed even the individual stuff that we do, whether that's me sitting down with my computer or even with my iPad and pulling that up and just being able to click and see that clip uh, has kind of not just saved time, but I feel like it's also allowed the players too. I know they go in and they'll click and just watch their clips and that kind of thing too. So uh, that's kind of changed the game. All right. I got a couple questions connected to film in regards to your opponents. Coach Switzgable, I'll ask you this first. I had somebody ask me how much of film that you're showing 
to your team is so that you can just kind of instill in them a little bit of confidence in who they're playing next versus a true retention of you want them to actually remember whether that's I'm guessing you don't you're not asking them to remember the other team's plays, but just like true retention of what that team does specifically. We try to hammer home like the two or three things that our opponent does the most um, as a school that switches pretty much everything defensively. There's not a lot of things that we do differently on a personnel basis. And I try to really limit the information that we give them, particularly on personnel, because um, we guard pretty much every player the same, barring a few, you know, outliers here or there. But I don't want them to overthink things. Our biggest thing for us defensively when we're guarding is just that we're communicating and we're knowing what, what we're supposed to be doing or how we switch certain things because um, teams try to manipulate that, obviously. So we're not a team that will roll through, you know, 25 offensive sets that the other team's going to do. It's like their top four things, especially if a team has already played us once. Um, usually we're just pulling things that they've already ran against us because typically, you know, they're probably going to do most of that again, especially if it worked. I do have a thing. I, I like to show plays where, you know, the other team scores, kind of let them know that, you know, they do make shots sometimes. I, f- I have a hard time, you know, if, if my assistant makes clips of a certain set and like they're airballing it or turning it over. I'm like, well, that doesn't really kind of instill the fear that I want. Obviously, I want us to be confident in ourselves, but and you have to understand when you're playing a good team that runs good things that, you know, they're going to score if, if, if we don't do our job correctly. Coach Pasquale, how, how do you all prepare with film with your opponents? So we've kind of um, – I've kind of gone the whole – run the whole gamut of showing too much on the opposing team. And then we've got actually last year where we hardly showed any film at all on who we were getting ready to play. I felt like every energy that we needed this past year needed to be focused on us and how we could do it. And obviously we would cover personnel, um, talk through it, guard their stuff on the floor. But but our team last year, like just knowing their attention span and, and our confidence was kind of all over the place. Um, so if we were playing somebody good and they saw them doing good stuff, then sometimes like well, we don't have a chance tonight. Like we're, we're supposed to lose when you're trying to change a program around too uh, and change mentality that, that we can compete, that we can do these things. And they've already got some of these preconceived notions from previous years that, well, every time we play this team, I mean, that's what it looks like against us too. I, I think sometimes you have to guard against that a little bit. And I think when you have better teams um you have to kind of like what coach was just saying put that fear a little bit back into them that if we don't prepare right but i think it comes down to as you go through your scout you have your scout meeting two to three clips max on personnel and and i'm more probably uh, along the same lines we'll guard their four or five main actions and and then anything after that hopefully our our fundamentals and principles take over and we can we can cover the rest so we we do most of that stuff on the floor if it's something really unique that we haven't seen we'll show them a few clips of it um but i feel like they retain it more by doing it on the floor than sitting in the film room watching it so we physically get out there and, and that will probably be the hardest part of our practice is garden their their stuff uh, the most live part probably in january and february that we do and then any personnel stuff is pretty quick. We talk through it, and depending on the team, we'll show them something or we may not. Coach Ned Bellick, how do you guys do it there at Oral Roberts? 
Yeah. So, you know, I've been fortunate to work for some different people and, and seen some interesting things. My most previous stop at tech, we would, we did what was called a sneak peek. And so the first day we kind of give a identity clips, like here, here's what they do, whether they're, you know, Princeton heavy, we'll kind of show a couple of clips of them kind of flowing. Uh, you know, we would identify the guy, um, the Jersey guy. And so that was who we would key on. Here at ORU, I mean, we kind of, we try to hit our scouts three times each. And so first day we'll show uh, personnel starting probably through, I mean, anyone that plays, I don't know, 10 minutes a game or more, or we go through around eight guys, um, try to show what they do. Thought process there is kind of uh, the phrase I like is take, battle, make, right? So we're taking away one, what's their, what's their thing, what's their go-to? Uh, battle for two, you know, what's that counter they, they like, and we're fighting for that. And then what do we want to make them do? How do we want to make them play um, in ways that are uncomfortable? And so we try to gear our, our scouts towards that. And then we'll add in sets. We'll have a scout team. We'll teach our GAs the, the sets and kind of go 20 possessions with our team. And, and uh, we put a friendly push-up wager on the line if the GAs get over a certain amount of points. But we, we do, we try to, we try to keep it compact, but, but we also, it's like, we want to give them a roadmap for, for success. And it's kind of interesting, like, like coach Mark was saying, I, I've had coaches that wanted uh, the psychology side. They wanted all misses because they didn't want to get in the guy's head that the guys can't miss. And I've had some that they don't want any misses. Um, and, and I've, I've done a little bit of in between, but we do want to show them like we're, we're a pretty heavy offensive team. We've been one of the better offensive teams in the country the last few years. And so, we want to know how they're going to guard us. Uh, what are their ball screen coverages going to look like? What are ways that we can exploit them? And so when you're playing great teams, it's like we kind of want to give them the breadcrumb trail of like, look, we may be playing a power five team, but here, here's the roadmap where we can have success versus these guys. And, and so we, we try to kind of give them the, the cheat code there as well. One other that I, I don't think anybody mentioned, but just trying to pick out maybe some popular sets or out-of-bounds plays or something like that that they run. We throw in a few of those. Yeah. But we typically talk about them in regards to these are the actions that you already know how to guard rather than trying to memorize a play. Then it just becomes something else that they have a hard enough time remembering our place. All right, last thing here, just kind of wrapping things up. It may be something that you've already mentioned, but – just for the coach out there, it could be the veteran coach, the new coach, but maybe the biggest lesson that you've learned in regards to anything about our topic tonight. Coach Ned Valak, why don't we start with you? You know, there's a, there's a lot of talk about this generation of athletes and, and how they're different. And I think it I think it's good. At, I'm not so far removed from them. I'm, I'm only 32. But one thing I do know is that these guys, what they see and, and what can be quantified for them visually, like that that creates buy-in and so it's one part that I, I've loved and, and I think it's a way that we can really dig in with our players and, and, and go deep in those relationships but we're able to to video things we're able to have like you mentioned earlier the the proof and the explanation I think again I, I not to delve into the analytics world but I think a lot of times we can throw numbers at these guys and we can say like you know that's a that's a 0.7 shot and they're looking at us like, I, I mean, that, <laughs> what's that mean to me? Uh, but when we can teach, like, hey, if, if, if we can take that shot and get to here, here, here's what it opens up. And we can just show them these things visually. And you've got great tools in huddle, like the, the illustrations and 
studio where you can create a visual engagement for them. Um, I, I think like the, the era of text on the page, PowerPoint, just reading words to these guys, I just don't think they click with it. And so um, that's one area I've challenged myself. Like if I'm going to bring it to them, uh, I want to bring all the tools to the table. I want to bring clips of players that, that they need to model after. I want to bring clips of people that are successful. I want to bring clips of even them doing it successfully. Um, but just being able to utilize all the tools at your fingertips. And the, this camera is an unbelievable feature. Uh, sorry to be long-winded here, but like we'll use it in our player development sessions and, and we create a, a workout library. And now we have a menu of, of drills that we can use with with GAs and players that are trying to grow. And it's just this whole ecosystem of we want to communicate to these guys our entire investment of our energy. The player development is the most important thing we do, um, getting our players better. And, and at the end of the day, my first boss used to always say, players make plays. And so, you know, X's and O's are great. Uh, they get you so far. But when it comes tournament time in March, I mean, it is players making plays. And so utilizing all the resources that Huddle has available, um, from all of their webinars and clinics, like I would just say extract everything you can from, from the package that you have with Huddle and utilize those things to, to be visually, visually engaged with your players in, in the areas that you want them to improve in. So That was great. Coach Pasquale? Yeah, I think two things for me. One is to uh, probably be more positive when you're showing film. I mean, obviously you have to show them when they screw up or, or not doing something right. But I think I think the good has to outweigh the bad when you show film. Um, I think they have to walk away from it that I can do what coach wants me to. And I think they also have to, if you're always showing them every time they screw up, the, the reluctancy to come watch film starts to build and, and then they start to dread it some. And then I think being prepared – I think when I first uh, became a head coach and then before that, when I was assistant coach, like we didn't have access to all this stuff and you're, you're just throwing a video up there and you, you've got a thousand numbers written down on a notepad and you're scrolling through trying to find a number and what should take you five minutes ends up taking you 20 minutes. Cause I wrote down the wrong number and you're trying to go back and find it. Like if that's the case, then I, I'm not sure how much that even helps because I think you lose them before you even get the message across. So, so being prepared, like taking the extra time to make the edit, even if it's three clips to show a kid, like uh, coach took the time just to have my stuff already pulled out, clipped out, and he's not just dragging it through. And then you can text those things to guys too. Uh, when they're short like that, they can go through an iMessage and be delivered. Um, so you can get it to them that way too. So not being afraid to uh, use the technology that's there to text it to them to say, hey, look, go in the library and check this out. We'll talk about it tomorrow, but, but it's already clipped. It's already prepared and you're not wasting more time with them just trying to find the clips. So that that's something big now that we have these resources to take full advantage of them. Coach Wiscable. Yeah, I think those are great points. And I would add, you know, I think we as coaches need to think outside the box a little bit with in regards to how we use all of this technology. Like it's insane how far this has progressed in the last, you know, 10 years or so, even since I've started working with film. Uh, I mean, I used to have to burn DVDs of games. We don't have to do that anymore. Uh, we don't have to make tapes anymore. Like all of this stuff is so easy and so digitalized, it's just at our fingertips on our phones um, and just using all of that to your advantage. Um, whether it's, you know, taking a video of someone with your phone and sending it to a kid, um, whatever you got to do, just, you know, be on the cutting edge of, of using all this stuff to your advantage 
and not keeping it, um, you know, pretty boring, same stuff in every day, I think it's a little bit old. Um, and I know definitely, you know, college coaches, we get emails how many times a week of like analytics companies, video companies trying to pitch us on this new thing. I used to have sports code at Vapo. I don't have it now. I wish I still had it. I think, you know, spending that little bit of money for that extra organization, you know, just makes a world of difference. And it cuts out so much time uh, when you're going through scouting reports, especially as an assistant coach, you know, you want to be prepared presenting stuff to your boss and sports code made that incredibly easy just with all the labels and uh, your hockeys and all that stuff. So I encourage, you know, everybody to, again, think outside the box and just do your research and, and find something that works for you and, and take advantage of it. Yeah. I, the biggest asset that we have is time. And I know coaches, they never have enough time. Um, products like this sometimes can save you time. I know it can create more work for you just because there's more available to you. But I have found that the coaches that are able to uh, focus in on like what actually matters for their program and what they're trying to accomplish, it's just an incredible time saver and makes you more efficient. And like Coach Ned Bellock was saying, I think it really keeps the kids' attention and, and helps them uh, in the learning process um, rather than some of the negative examples we gave of just popping in film and then just letting it run and talking for forever where they don't really learn anything. So some great resources and some great products that are available to hopefully help make us better coaches. Guys, I really appreciate you taking the time tonight. All three of you, great stuff. That's Coach Dave Ned Ballack of Oral Roberts, Coach Nick Pasquale of Converse University, and Coach Mark Switchcable of Walsh University. For those guys, I'm Tony Miller, wishing you all the best of luck this season with your upcoming schedules. 